So because my dad's everywhere now, in the video clips that the media have shared, she goes, oh, am I in that one? Am I in that one? And I'm like, mum, no, you're not. Like, eh, yeah, 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 exactly. How do I look like? <laughs> she said, well, have you posted my um, skipping video? Have you posted the hoo hoop? And I, was, I said, mum, I thought you didn't want to be in the media. Oh, she... <laughs> that is amazing. How old is your mum? She's 69. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah. You must be super proud. They're amazing. This time round, I catch up with my friend Min, who tells us all about how her faith is keeping her happy during the lockdown, her henna and meditation, as well as the fact that her parents, who are amazing, have now gone viral. Get ready, get listening. How you doing, Min? It's really good to see you. Really good to see you too. Doing well, you know. Um, it don't feel like I'm in lockdown, put it that way. But yeah, thank you for you having are me. Happy in lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm so used to seeing you on the TV. All right. <laughs> um, so uh, let's kick off by letting everybody know uh, more about you as uh, one of our best up and coming journalists and broadcasters. You're too kind, seriously. It was really lovely to, you know, for you to say. So a little bit about me is I joined the BBC as a freelancer just a couple of years ago. I was on a contract for six months. And as you are as a new talent, you never really know who to speak to, how to move forward. But I'm determined and very persistent in terms of ideas. So I've been doing some stuff around on TV and radio. So some of the bits I've done is for The One Show, Sunday Morning Live, Inside Out West. Wow. Yeah, news round. I've always, I've always watched news round. I know as a child, so news round as well. And um, what are the other bits I've done? I'm just trying to think. Radio, so Radio Four, local radio, um, and recently done. Basically, recently, obviously, we'll get onto that. The story of my dad has just gone everywhere. But yeah, I've been at the BBC that year. So, um, but yeah, started off as completely new talent. Found it really hard to navigate my way around. I still am. But I've managed to achieve some really good projects, which have meant so much to me around diversity and unheard voices, unsung heroes that are out there, which is exactly what I'm passionate about, is getting those voices heard. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, to, to get into those and to get onto those big kind of name of programmes within the BBC, the one show Sunday Morning Live, is superb in, in literally just a couple of years because we all know, and you know, you know, it's a tricky industry, right? It's a competitive industry. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to get past those gatekeepers, the people who, you know, say yes or no to pieces of content and whatever. So um, big up to you, Min. Amazing. Um, tell us about, because I, I did see, and, uh, you know, if people haven't seen it, I'll try and see if I can get the, um, the kind of insert the link to your piece about um, uh, bus drivers. Was that the Sunday Morning Live? Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Tell so us that, about that one. Yeah. So that basically, that was around one seat, obviously, a uh, turbaned seat guy who was a bus driver and had to cut his hair to continue his job as a bus mm. driver but he fought for it so one man changed the law for men to be able to keep their hair and to be able to wear a turban yeah and the story was around that so they were marking um I can't remember how many years it was but it was a big number so they had marked a celebration of how many years it had been since that, that had the law had changed and and the funny thing was my dad the way my dad came into that story was my dad's a bus driver had been a bus driver and but he had to cut his funnily enough my dad became a bus driver after the law had changed but 
my dad had to cut his hair when he came to the UK for a job that he was in, which I think was a bakery job at the time or something. But there's a couple of jobs where he wasn't allowed to have his turban. So he could relate to that, that, okay, I joined the buses after you, but you're the person who fought for that. And, you know, so it was around that man's story, how he did it, how he's determined. And he changed that law for many people who were so happy and grateful yeah that they can go out and you know with pride to show that they've got their turban because you know they stand out men stand out with a turban (laughs) i mean the thing is they do and they look fantastic do you know what and it's it's part of your culture so you know to me it just is so insane some of the things that happened decades ago where you know black and asian people you know our our grandmas and grandpas and mums and dads who came here and contributed to this country kind of got told well you can't look like that you can't do that right it just seems so insane to me. So you know the campaigners like this guy, this bus driver who, who you know, who enabled a change in the law. Yeah. Fantastic. Exactly. You just can't imagine times were like that. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I know. It's and so weird. And the thing is, you're right in terms of times being like that. Because my, I remember my parents used to say to me, even when they were getting on the buses they would be told that they need to sit at the back. I don't know if your parents remember that time, but this is for for black, Asian, or BAME groups, basically. And so they were told you need to sit at the back. They couldn't sit at the front of the bus. So I remember my parents telling, I know, I know. That is crazy. Do you know, my my mum's never told me that story, actually. And I think just because, I think we... I don't know. We are, we were always on, in cars. Like my dad had a car. My mum had a car taking his to and from school. And um, because they came over um, from Jamaica okay. in the fifties, um, no. So I know I've never heard that story. So they were basically doing the kind of thing that they were doing in America in the sixties, okay. basically saying, "Yeah, you you, you know you, you are at the back, or you're on a totally separate bus." Crazy. Thank goodness we are not in that space now. Oh, tell me about um, it. But it's really important, you, you, you know, you're able to tell those historic kind of stories that had impact, you know, people who had impact um, for, for um, Sikh communities, you know, back then, brilliant, absolutely excellent. So hopefully more from you in this kind of excellence of journalism to come. Obviously now, uh, you know, we are in, in the lockdown. What, what else was, were you doing, you know, pre-lockdown? What was kind of life and normality like for you pre-lockdown? So pre-lockdown, hustling, as you know, Marvereen. Knocking on those doors, getting those rejections in and actually feeling even more determined and stronger to carry on. So Good. prior to this, um, I'm on a course on an NCTJ course that I got a bursary for because they believed in me. <sighs> You did yeah. the JDF. You're so part doing, of the d- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I All got right. that. And so I'm on that NCTJ part time. Amazing. Were you studying it? News Associates in Twickenham. Hey, yeah, there right. you go. Yeah. But you so. didn't know I, I um I've been shortlisting those um bursary applications what? for about five years. No way. It, you know what? I um, if ever I see a name of someone I know, I, I send it back to them because obviously conflict of interest. I definitely didn't see your name, so I, I didn't shortlist your application. But I do do that and make sure actually I, I, I know that person. You know, um, so congratulations! That is lovely, that is thank you. Shorthand. You got, you've got to learn shorthand on this course, haven't you? Well, this is the thing you do. How about I don't know how we're going to do it now with lockdown. See, this is so they've stopped shorthand now for a mm. while because of the fact that we're remote learning. 
But the funny thing was, you know, when the virus came about, I've got a really weak immune system. So I kind of stopped working as in, so I was freelancing, doing some production shifts and radio, but I thought, I knew when it was in China, I thought it's going to come here and it's going to come here fast, right? So I'd stopped my, but then I didn't go into the course either. So I was kind of remote working from say March time, maybe even beginning, I can't remember, beginning of March, end of Feb. So shorthand, luckily, because I knew I was going to struggle. I know what I'm like, especially when you've not been studying for so long. So they've kind of stopped it now and said, don't worry about it. But I don't know what's going to happen, to be fair, because if we if we aren't going to go back, how do you learn shorthand remotely? You can't. I don't think you can. Yeah, I imagine um, in the same way um, that in academia, you know, the university I work at, uh, Birmingham City University, we're kind of altering, we, we're making reasonable adjustments to assessments. We're not going to expect you to do something that you can't deliver. So I imagine that'll be absolutely the same with new associates. Yeah. And that if you can deliver all the other aspects of it, um, you should be fine. I know... Think about how academics work. Beaver in a way to make yeah. sure that you, you can you, you can actually deliver your best, and we're not going to expect you to do anything. Yeah, no fair. Um, well, I'm going to come to you for advice. So, you can. You I will. Can. <laughs> you, you can. No, I know I that you've been shortlisted, yeah. people. That's brilliant. But do you know what, Marvin? Thank you. I know you didn't see my name, but just a thank you to you guys. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, I cried in my interview because I tell you something. If it wasn't for you all believing in me and letting me study something that potentially will help me to get a job. Cause you know how long I've been hustling for, right? Yeah. You know thank you so yeah. much. Can I just say thank you? Because without that, I wouldn't have been able to afford to pay for it, pay for it. So yeah. I'm not in a full-time Do you job. Know what? The bursaries are so, so important. NCTJ's bursary is amazing. I know that um, I think the RTS do a bursary as well for students studying journalism or media or kind of media related courses. Um, and you know what? I was in the same boat. I would never have become a journalist if I didn't get a bursary from ITV. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So years and years ago, because I'm that old, um, like no, 17 years ago, I studied <laughs> you're not, journalism. You believe me. <laughs> you look good, yeah. <laughs> you, you're beautiful. Um, you know, I, I, couldn't afford, I couldn't afford the fees. So um, there was a bursary on offer from Heart FM and um, the BBC, I think, the BBC Local Radio and uh, uh, WM in Birmingham and um, ITV and I applied for each of them and I got offered all of them well and I took done. I took the ITV one but again bursaries are so important because you know it, not everyone's in, in an unfortunate position to be able to do it and it puts you on the right path and you're already oh, yeah. on the right path I bet <laughs> you're already making people like super jealous like on your course <laughs> oh, yeah I've been on the one show yeah I've been on the one show in Sunday morning live yeah <laughs> No, excellent. And um, more power to you. are going to see much more of you on the telly. Oh, um, And so now we're in lockdown. What is lockdown life like for you? How have things changed? Well, so, in? Well, so when initially we went into lockdown, I was really feeling quite anxious and quite worried. One, I was thinking I'm not in a job. So where, where do I go back to? How am I going to get through lockdown? Because if Italy are in, have been in lockdown for X amount of months and, you know, China pr- prior to that, it's coming here and it's going to come here fast and hard. So I was getting really down. Um, but for me, one thing that's, that helps me is my faith and my parents. You know, I've got really supportive parents and I knew that they would, obviously well, everyone's going to be in lockdown, but my dad's retired. So I knew that, I knew how I would get through it. What I didn't know is what the turn it took. So I was feeling a bit like, how am I going to get a job? What am I going to do in this time? How are we going to pass time? And then it was really funny. I think we were a couple of weeks into lockdown and I said to my dad, who loves skipping, 
why don't we just go to the allotment and do some exercises and I'll record them because everybody's feeling really and as we were saying it's it's you know really depressed really down and it's very doom and gloom and the messages that I was I was on groups of were like false information and really depressing so I Mm. thought I can't if it's affecting my mental health what about your parents who have got blood pressure or have got you know you don't want them to feel or fall ill of something else went to the allotment and um I said to my dad, we'll just start a skipping challenge. Didn't think anything of it. Like literally did not think anything of it. Cause I see him skip, recorded him, tweeted it out. I could not believe. <laughs> and you know what the funny thing was, I have to tell you this. I came back, I was on my course that evening. I quickly tweeted it before I was on my course. And yeah. you know, it was so hard during the course. I kept looking at my phone and it was going up on like 10 views. Yeah, 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 like 10,000 views. <gasps> and it was 35,000 overnight what? on Twitter. And I haven't got a big followership. No, just on Twitter, on Twitter. Incredible. <laughs> right? So the, this is where lockdown for me was just so unexpected that where I was mm. feeling very much, what will we do? that you're in your own house in front of your own highs is a story, is an idea. Didn't even think it was. And it went completely viral, but it touched hearts. So that's what we've been doing is exercises, yeah. but we can obviously talk about that more. But yeah. It's so that, that... superb. Absolutely superb. I saw that video and, you know, the amount, the, the, the level of ways on which this is like captivated people's hearts and imaginations is incredible because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it turned in, it went viral, right? You know, your dad is amazing. I've seen him skipping and doing the flips. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is crazy, right? Um, so active and just makes you think, when I, I just went, oh, you know what, I need to do some more exercise. Because if this amazing guy can, can do this, this exercise, then what am I doing being a couch potato, right? There's no excuse for being a couch potato. But also just totally cheered you up, like, this guy is awesome. (laughs) So Um, lovely. You know, and then it's gone viral. You're Mm. on BBC Breakfast. Yes, and on um, (laughs) ITV News, Channel 5 News. Um, It's been on HuffPost. It's been in all India Today, Times of India. So global, been, basically. Yeah, basically global. Yeah, basically global. And it's still going. So Jeremy Vine, maybe, and GM, GMB next. Hopefully, fingers oh, crossed. It's amazing. Yeah. Please tell me, what does your dad think about it all? So this is the funny thing. He's never really shared the fact of one of his exercise. Not as in not shared it. He's just very humble. He's never really been somebody, I do this, I do that. He's just got on with it. Gets up early hours of the morning. Two things that people don't really know that he is literally like Mr. Motivator Singh. He has not. <laughs> can you believe? I love that. <laughs> can you believe he hasn't yeah. even looked at himself online at the comments or anything? He's not interested. Not in a bad way. And then yeah. he's just so humble. He's like, I don't need to see it. And me and my mum keep replaying on the BBC video when he's like, oh, yeah. I'm 73 and I'm the skipping seek. And then immediately yeah. nothing and then. <laughs> so we keep dancing to him my mum and I like know the words and then we'll start once the music starts we're like but he's not even like even today a piece went out on the male aisle male plus or something yeah about a corona hero he's been called one of the corona heroes that's so amazing just, yeah he's just so chill oh. I mean he says to me he goes as long as I'm serving and I'm giving back that's what my faith teaches me and I'm doing that that is it because you know something so innocuous is just doing something that he loves doing 
and the beauty of social media to be able to communicate that instantly yeah. to the rest of the world you know those two things together are so powerful men honestly and you're yeah. saying your mum absolutely loves it she's really yeah. stuffed a bit she's great you know great you're great gonna, great you're gonna laugh right my mum doesn't want to be in the media so when we first did that piece for the one show she hate, she was really she was saying to me I'm not going to do it but we had a massive argument but anyway oh, no. she hates the TV she hates the media right oh. like, as in hates being on TV yeah, yeah. but listen to this you're going to laugh so because my dad's everywhere now in the video clips that the media have shared she goes oh am I in that one am I in that one and I'm like mum no you're not she's like well have you posted my um, skipping video have you posted the hoo hoop and I, was, I said, Mum, I thought you didn't want to be in the media. Oh, she... <laughs> that is amazing. How old is your mum? She's 69. Oh, how beautiful. <laughs> you must be super proud. They're amazing. Really proud of them because they're so lovely. And as Asian parents, some can be really strict and people don't really have that relationship. They've supported me when I went for my divorce. They've supported me through my career when I changed career from a marketing person to go into journalism. They're not bothered that I haven't met someone in the sense of how Asian parents would be or you need to get married. They're not like that. They are literally my backbone. Like they, they are my best friends and they're, they're solid. Like they're so, I can see now the world, how much they love my dad. And that just makes me think I should be so proud, seriously, because people have fallen in love with him. And as my mum said, he's got admirers. I think, you know what, that's brilliant. <laughs> getting jealous. Like. She, goes, she goes, he's not going to leave me, though, is he? I said, you never know. No. <laughs> he's so naughty, man. He's so naughty. But you know what? It's so important. And, and actually, when I saw your dad, and the way you're talking about your mum with your dad and the support they've given you, it kind of makes me think about how little, actually, we see of real-life Black and Asian elders like their experiences and what they've been through and and just how they are we don't actually see it much in terms of portrayal so what you've done is is absolutely incredible where do you think you're going to take it because um i sense there's some sort of you, you said there's a challenge what else is going on with it so yeah we've got a lockdown challenge at the moment that we set which is <laughs> basically join in either skip run walk do one form of exercise we've um, got a fundraiser set up for the nhs we want to we want to uh, like get back at we want basically people to donate and get as much as we can. We were aiming for 5K. It's now gone up to seven and a half. And then we were thinking, I know just from one man. Yeah, so we were like, well, let's try and raise what we can for the NHS. And then from there, I've also got a YouTube channel set up for him. I've set him up on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And the thing is, his likes are getting more than my own uh, Mendy page that I've got. So I've got a henna page. Right. So he's already in four days. He's getting followers like anything. So I'm thinking of taking it forward in terms of after lockdown for him to go to community centres, not just Asian ones, all BAME communities and go and maybe simple exercises. If someone wants to learn skipping, he can teach them. But I just want to keep him busy because I think it's so important to look after our elders. And if they're active and they're happy and they're serving, they're happy. So I think that's how I'm going to take it forward. And so I'm not even really pushing my career now I think I don't know what I'm going to feel out of lockdown all I know right now is I'm his PR person and I love it because Brilliant. I love it because I see other people and how they have had an impact and it's motivated and inspired them you know what the fact that if I carry on it's going to inspire so many more and that's what I love I love seeing people happy and seeing them smile like it's a buzz absolutely amazing I tell you I'm still got smacked <laughs> in the videos I'm like this is amazing um so let's 
big up your dad, big oh. up your mom, and you for making sure you know you push it through. Because some people they have like a thing that go that viral that blows up on social media and then it's gone. And um, you know this is a very unique set of circumstances where, like you said, um, you can inspire more people. You know for many more months and possibly years to come. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking about your your Mendy page, so uh, yeah. what's happening here? Tell me about it. And I know you so, sent me a brilliant photo, yeah. um, which is just fantastic. Is that how long did it take you to do? That doesn't take long. Probably about really? five minutes. Yeah, oh, not long. Really? long. Yeah, I've been doing it since 2004, so a long time. And that I started again was because I'd gone for my. I think I'd gone for my divorce. No, no, it wasn't divorce then. Sorry, this was when I was going for a bit of a bad patch in my life, thinking mm-hmm. I need to find a hobby, yeah. something to do. But when I got divorced. That was my, it was really something really therapeutic that I wanted to push and take forward even more. Mm. So I was doing it for charities, doing it for people who just wanted to have it done basically for weddings, corporate Mm. events, you know, so a mix of things. And then during this time, I did something on my hand around when Boris wasn't well, you know, get, get well soon Boris. And obviously, you know, the NHS heroes. And I thought, I knew it wasn't the right time to say this, but I can tell you this out of lockdown, I'd love to be able to offer free henna to, you know, to the NHS staff because they're going to, because there's so much, not able to now be able to, I mean, you wouldn't go and get henna done, but you know what I mean? When you come out of it, you want to chill, have like a spa day or something. So I just thought I'd love to be able to offer that to them. Because it is that kind of, it's a peaceful, it's a peaceful kind of um, treatment. It's almost like a beauty treatment, isn't it? Like you said, it's really peaceful, isn't it? And just you watching it take shape. I mean, I've never had it done. So right, I'm coming straight to you. You should. I'm coming straight to London out of lockdown to get mine done. But it is, isn't it? It is. It's so, and it's, um, I make it at home. So I buy the henna powder and henna, the powder is from a plant um, in India. The leaves are ground down. You get the most like really strong leaves and then grind them down into this green powder. And all I put in there is water and eucalyptus oil. And that, and that's how rich the color comes out. And that's, yeah. And that's the safest way to do henna. So some people will get henna done on holidays and I'll always advise them, please check that it's not black henna. Cause unless you've had a test, you, you hear all these horror stories, people What's getting burnt. So that's got dye What's in there. Like dye. Really? Yeah, okay. and it's a dye that can not, it doesn't suit the skin sometimes. So in the same it. way you have to do a patch test of your dyeing hair, whatever. That's you it. would not just put dye straight on your skin without yeah. actually having tested it. So, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so that's why. So okay. that's why I always, I only ever use natural henna and I've never touched wood. I've never had anyone complain and say I've had a reaction. I might have had somebody who's got sensitive skin who obviously doesn't like eucalyptus always, so then I'll use lavender oil instead. And a story that I really want to share with you of where I really realised how much I'm so glad I took this up, um, something that I did for the BBC local radio and I pushed for this was there was a lady who had gone through um, chemotherapy and she had had to have all her hair, obviously it had fallen mm. out, but she had to obviously shave all her hair off. And she had a wig and I said to her, and I, her story really touched me, I did a henna crown on her. And basically, we did a live on Facebook. What? Really? In Sussex, yeah, and it had 20,000 views, I think, overnight. Ooh, yeah, that's the picture I should send. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be really nice to see. But she, she was like, I've never had henna before. So a bit like you, I've never had henna. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. And she never saw the design until the end. So she was live on radio saying oh my god like look at this really like, yeah. the reaction just like reaction, over yeah. the moon yeah and she loved it it was beautiful like can mm. you imagine all your head came with a henna crown and all this that lovely pattern how long did it take how long did it take i think i was there hour and a half really? something like that yeah so that's incredible yeah so that did take me slightly longer to You're do so but it was creative. amazing i loved it <laughs> you'll have to get yours done i'm, I'm actually going to hold you to that yeah we're going to do it definitely yeah. i definitely because you know 
I've seen it so many times and I've been like, oh, just, and actually, yeah, what you're saying about it being therapeutic, I can totally feel that already. And now I'm trying not to crave it because obviously can't do anything about it. <laughs> you can do your own. And so apart from me, Hannah, what else have you been doing to keep yourself joyful and yeah. lockdown? So exercises, obviously, like the exercise videos with my yeah. parents, posting them all across social media, keeping them really active, young. keeping me active. And the, and the other thing, as I was saying to you, we're making onion bajis now. My mum <gasps> and dad are out in the garden, Marvareen. Oh. And we made chips and beans. And then we made paneer the other day. So, you know, paneer is that... I chip. love paneer. Yeah, you know, you'll have to come over for Indian after lockdown. I, I'm Mom's, hungry right now. <laughs> you know, do you know what my mum said? You're going to laugh at this, right? She said... You know when we come out of unlock or when we come out of the locked in and I was like, Mum, it's really not. <laughs> that, it's really not. But, but when we are in unlock, as yeah. I was saying, you need to come over for an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless, I love it. I love yeah, it. Really? So, so they're making it out. They're making it out. They love it in the garden. It's so, and it's, food tastes so nice when you make it outside. It yeah, really yeah. Everything does. tastes better. Everything tastes, tastes better. Yeah. yeah. So we've been doing that. Brilliant. What else? Are you, are you good at cooking? I'm okay. I'm not as good as my mum or dad. I'm really not. I mean, I can well, make. I'm definitely I make, not. I admit, no. I am rubbish. I'm See, totally rubbish at cooking. I, yeah. I'm not that good. Um, the thing is, I like to make things like lasagna, pastas, all of that I can do, or like um um fajitas and stuff yeah all of that like i can experiment with in different types of food that i'd say is basically non-asian but with all the indian food no my mum is she's a really good cook and my dad is as well yeah yeah i am i'm the same actually my um my oldest brother tony is amazing you know like cooking curry goat and rice and stuff obviously because the bizarre thing is like my mum was a brilliant cook um, and my brothers would always like dive into the kitchen and watch her, and I was like, that, that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was ter and terrible to my shame. I can't do a very good curry goat rice. Um, I could do a good ackee and saltfish because that it's really easy to make. But like, yeah, I, I feel a bit ashamed about that. And if you people don't hurt me I know people <laughs> mess with me going mom you gotta learn but yeah <laughs> we can um, learn together yeah we should right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> and in terms of like um you know have you found any like new music books films anything what are you watching what recommendations can we get off you what are you so, in well you know what you're gonna laugh I haven't been watching much tv at all I've been so probably good then isn't it and I think probably... some people it's like yeah I'm doing other stuff Right. Yeah, I'll tell you, I mean, recommendations for me, and this is probably not going to appeal to everybody, it might do, Punjabi films. I don't watch a lot of them, but my mum loves watching them. So if in terms of, you know, your roots, yeah. I feel like I'm connecting with my roots more. So we're watching Punjabi films, yeah, meaningful films that take us back to back in the day for my parents. That's what that I've been watching, great. but I haven't, I haven't watched the news. I haven't watched... I, you know, I haven't really watched the news, to be fair. How are you feeling about the news? Because obviously, you know controversial you know we're both journalists right um yeah. and um I, i'd love to know your opinion here what how are you handling or monitoring what are you doing about your news consumption right so you know when we first went into lockdown i think for that before the exercise video my dad this is the thing i was glued to watching bbc news right as you do or it was between bbc yeah, and Sky, yeah. right and shall i be honest i really started getting depressed i couldn't sleep at night so I would go to sleep, get up in the middle of the night. So for, I think for a good two weeks, probably, I was literally watching the news all day. Yeah. And, right? and being a journalist, 
Yeah. I don't really watch the news that much. I'm going to be honest. I never have really that much, yeah. and you should be, right? Yeah, but, but you, you, you keep an eye on things. Yes. So we naturally keep an eye on things, but then you were watching it all day. I was, right, but so my, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, yeah. so my mum started feeling depressed. So, so this is the other thing. You can probably relate to this. You know, our parents, they've never really worried about things, don't they? Aren't they very much? Oh, they're like, it's okay. You know, yeah. they are, they are so so resilient they just yeah. go you know what it's hard but we're gonna get through we're just gonna carry yeah. on a soldier on right no yeah. complaints that's yeah. it right right so this is the thing so my mum wasn't really watching it much my dad was just not interested because he'd get his news on his ipad he was very much focused in i'm going to continue my prayers and i'm going to continue as i am because he was probably thinking well i don't really go out much the government guidelines for me great i'm going to follow them i'm not i'm not going to consume the news and my mum then started watching it and she went from being this really chilled out person to, oh my God, it's actually really bad. And the thing is, my mum works for Harrods at the airport. So yeah. she had, I think she, they, they closed the shop down quite late. Heathrow was still, really? I mean, yeah. So I remember she was, I think just up until the day that the gyms closed, basically, mm. that was the day that my mum was sent home. But really someone 69 who's got blood pressure she shouldn't have been there anyway. No. Yeah, so she started watching the news and we were getting so depressed. And then I tell you, you know, when we went to the allotment and we did that that skipping video, things have changed for me. I don't actually it consume changed. it. Yeah. So yeah, and now I just, I check it on my phone. So I might get one update in the evening, the main one in the evening, maybe at six o'clock or at 10 o'clock. In the morning, have I really kept? No, I'm not, I'm not really consuming it that much. And actually it's better for my mind, body and soul. And I'm not saying it in a horrible way. News is oh, great. No. But I'll be totally honest with you, it is so depressing. I can do that for another, if we are in lockdown for another three weeks, I can't consume it that much because I, I felt the effect of what it was doing. And I'm really a positive person. So I thought, no, I, I can't do this because then it's going to make me. So I literally, I think that's it. I just started keeping busy. I've got my henna stuff. I've got my parents exercising. We're making things in the garden. And, we're, and my mum's making cake, like eggless cakes. So we're vegetarian. Oh, yeah. with the food. With like, I think it's with carnation milk or condensed milk. Yeah. Oh, can, you, yeah. Condensed milk. Yeah. Oh, that, you just mentioning condensed milk makes me think of it. My mum used to do a brilliant carrot juice when I was a little girl. And it was a lot of effort for a lot of deliciousness, right? Yeah. Great, great carrots, <laughs> um, mix the, the squeeze the juice, mix it with condensed milk and ordinary milk. Um, I'm sure there was some nutmeg in there. Um, and that was like a nice cool drink. Oh, I used to love it. It sounds it. Just the minute you think condensed milk, I that, mom's carrot juice. Um, I, um, I echo what you're saying about news. Mm. It's hard with journalists. Um, I've really reined in what I'm watching uh, just a little bit once a day um, and yeah just check the BBC News up in the morning a um, little bit uh, it's normally um, ITV Mary Nightingale um, we'll watch that and then that's it uh, I don't have breaking news alerts or anything like that on my phone because oh, actually yeah, you know I think you know, consuming too much or, or the constant rotation of the same information just doesn't, does not help. Just appraise yeah. yourself of what's going on and then move away from it. Um, so I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yes. you on that Thank one. you. On exactly. One. Thanks. Um, and so overall, you know, is there anything else uh, that you want to share about your time in lockdown? Any tips or hints for people who are thinking, um, you know, I'm struggling here. 
um, what are you doing that could inspire me as well? You know, any other hobbies? What do you think? Meditation. You know what? I swear by meditation. That I feel like that is, um, it's been my strength in everything, but it's been my strength even more so through here. So when I say meditation, like for me as a Sikh, that is me getting up early hours of the morning and then doing reciting, like reciting whatever the prayer is. But meditation is anything. So it could be something that someone enjoys listening to, but totally clearing, clearing your mind. And you know when you sit up straight and you're, you're concentrating on your breathing and you're just reciting that one. So for us, we will say Vaiguru. That's our Vaiguru is our Simran. And so we'll recite that. And that means wonderful God. Mm. That for me has been my strength. And then I will play that throughout the day. So we'll always have some prayers or meditation on in the day and exercise. Mm. If they're the two things I swear by that has helped me through this and going back to my childhood. So, you know, we've been going through old albums and basically taking us right back to when I was so like the 1980s when I was born so my mum and I are doing stuff that we don't even know what's going on outside like my mum was saying to me the other day she goes I don't really feel like the coronavirus is here do you and I said actually no I don't now I did before but she goes oh you know like and I thought she's got a really valid, valid point because meditation exercise doing something that takes your mind totally off the outside world will make you feel so much better because when you do get through it you're going to think oh well what what was that you no know, oh we were just inside a house but you know when you know what i mean when you kind of come totally, out of it. totally totally know what you mean and that kind of distraction of something that takes you back to yesteryear i really like the sound of kind of going through your you know the old photo albums and everything like that amazing amazing and we can do that if we've got albums we can go scrolling through our um our Instagram feeds or whatever. I know a lot of people are doing that. I've seen some friends doing that with um like this time last year I was on holiday, like I'm just gonna just bring you a bit yeah. of joy, put a little picture. I think that's really cool. And another tip I really want to share with you, you know, with us women, we worry about well you don't have to because you've got lovely eyebrows. You look good, yeah, trust me, you look good, right? But you know with me, I've got really bad eyebrows. So I've learned I've well my mum and I have made a recipe of how to make wax at home honey sugar and lemon and you need to basically so you put it on the pan and stir it and make it all until it's thick and sticky and get a piece of fabric from home put that on and i mean it hasn't done it properly but because we need to make it slightly thicker but we're just working with how to but what? it does work it took a few hairs out but there you go homemade wax you don't need to worry about the beauty parlor's not open so that's a little tip and trick for people make your wax at home that is amazing i love it Okay, homemade beauty treatments. Yeah. We're going to build up a little recipe Woo! list here exactly. from everybody. <laughs> we are. Exactly. So that we're prepared. We're prepared for the next pandemic, right? Yeah, Everything yeah. we'll be able to do yeah. from our own home. Have you seen those photos of people saying, like, me after the lockdown? And there's like... Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely one of, like, a couple. And then it was... Next to it was two pigs. Two really big, really big pigs going, us yeah. after the lockdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like it's all eating and drinking. Oh, gosh. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. We have it's to so keep true. on top of it all. But we thank you for your tips. Meditation, um, exercise, um, good food, home cooked food, um, and homemade beauty treatments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot. We got it. Exactly. Brilliant. And you know, if you've got mm. someone like, you know, if you are with your parents at home, get them out exercising and exercise with them. It can be quite fun. My mum fell off oh. the gym ball, let me tell you that much. Oh dear, poor she's thing. She okay? <laughs> yeah, she's fine. She's ready for the next exercise now. <laughs> oh well, Miss, thank you so much, and love thank to you. your mommy and daddy. 
Oh, thank right. you so much. It's been lovely talking to you. Stay safe and we'll catch you. up for a coffee after lockdown. Without a doubt. And your meal. I'm coming to get your meal. Yo, you are. Listen, that, yeah. that you, and henna. You might as well come for the meal, henna. The whole shebang. I'll stay for a week. I'll bring this to you. And we'll dress you up in a sari and everything. Yeah, Take you to a wedding. That. There you go. Do a bit of bhangra. You know what I mean? Everything. All of that. I'm Everything. all in. I'm yeah. all in. <laughs> oh, but you know what? God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much for just being so amazing. Thank you for being an amazing woman yourself, for sharing our stories. Keep up the great work. The Fabulous Woman podcast is a Raging Brum production.